plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier of Bleacher Report. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And once again, I'm joined by the one and only Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBTB. You can also listen to him on his show, the How About Them podcast, as well as the Blogging the Boys podcast. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. Uh, let's let's get into this. It's it's a <laughs> thick and uh, full it's a rough game. One. Well, I don't I, I don't feel as as bad about it as you do, but yeah, let's talk about it. I, I know. All right. This is this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Cowboys podcast is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Just use the promo code Locked On at MyBookie.ag. Last week, I told you guys to take the Packers money line. And that ended up paying out as the Packers defeated the Cowboys 35-21. to uh, It was another game in which the Cowboys left Thir- Aaron Rodgers too much time at 35 the 35-30 to 30 what? Was it 30? That's what I said, right? 35-31? You said 21. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was a Freudian slip. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, I want to talk about the Cowboys offense. Uh, for the most part... You really can't poke too many holes in their game on Sunday. They put up 31 points. Uh, they held the ball for 35 minutes. They ran 72 plays. I mean, I thought Dak Prescott was unbelievable. The only bad play on offense came when the ball clunked off of Terrence Williams' hands. And we're going to get to that later because I've got some strong thoughts on Terrence Williams. But let's just talk about the <laughs> offense as a whole. Did you expect this kind of performance by them I I mean we kind of talked about uh, last week that we thought the Dallas offense was going to put up points I didn't expect them to hold the ball for this long and to really be that dominant uh, considering that they just hadn't played that well up to this point yeah I mean uh, look I mean we're going to get into how I feel about the game overall but I mean I think a large part of why I feel good about this game is because really they kind of you know, a uh, 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 clang, clanged interception off of Terrence Williams' hands, and uh, you know, uh, maybe the greatest, all, maybe the greatest quarterback who's ever lived. Uh, you know, game away from from having the game play exactly the way they wanted to. I mean, you know, they they were able to, and maybe that's why I'm discouraged though, because they Dallas played this game exactly the way they wanted to play, and they still lost. Well, yeah, no, no, you know no. Well, that? I mean, listen, I don't say I would definitely not say that it was exactly the way they wanted to. To, to I mean, they still they still had three turnovers, and uh, you know, and were you know able to, you know, not able clearly not able to get everything down the way they wanted to perfectly because. They it didn't end up the way they wanted, but I I think that uh, to me, you know, look, I I think there's there's lots of different ways to look at it. Uh, to me, the the, ga- the game against the Rams was more discouraging because you didn't really know what you had in the Rams. 
Um, you know, I think the, the team didn't specifically play very well. Um, and, you know, I think that, I think that, uh, that, that a lot of, a lot of what went wrong had, had, you know, was moments in the games where things broke down, not, not like the, where there were, you know, whole parts of the offense or defense that maybe weren't functioning as well. I, I think that things kind of played out the way we thought they would maybe a little bit differently on the defensive side. We'll talk about that, but I, I just think that, I think that this to me, like it was a situation where it, it didn't play out exactly the way they wanted because they didn't win, but they were able to do what they wanted to do and get to the part of the end of the game uh, where where they were about to win and 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 they couldn't execute. I mean, if you look at that turnover, if they were able, if instead of converting that turnover, you know, into like at least three points, like that would have been the difference in the. It could have been the whole difference in the game. So, I, I think that you know, you look at what they. I, I, the reason I'm not as discouraged maybe as you is because when I look at the the season going forward, I I feel like the t- this team is course correcting. I like the trend is I guess my ish, my thing. I like where the team is trending as opposed to uh, where I felt like the loss in Los Angeles with, versus Los Angeles left me. I, I feel like the team is kind of working its way into shape one way or another, um, but it, it wasn't good enough to beat Green Bay, obviously, again. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they won't ever be good enough to beat Green Bay. I mean, I think much like they were – able to beat Green Bay in, in, in Lambeau early in the season and not able to beat them at home, you know, th- there's very real possibility that, that their fates flip by the time the end of the season comes around. Yeah, I want to talk about Dak, Dak Prescott a little bit because he was one of the reasons that I wasn't as discouraged as I know a lot of Cowboys fans are. I thought he was fantastic. Uh, it was just another game in which Prescott battled Aaron Rodgers and I think for the most part, you can say that Prescott played as well, if not better, than Rodgers. Uh, he had um, he threw for 251 yards, averaged seven yards an attempt. Prescott also used his legs to score a touchdown. Uh, I mean, I thought he was incredible. There was just a couple p- throws that I was kind of nitpicking on, but other than that, it's exciting to know that Dallas has their franchise quarterback and that they in these type of games. They don't have to be worried that their quarterback can't keep up. They they've seen Prescott drive the ball 80 yards down the field on a was at a nine minute drive to take the lead late in the game. Those kind of things give you the confidence that if the Cowboys can ever figure out how to put how to put a solid defense around them, they're going to be fine. Since you know the start of the season, it seems like Prescott has gotten better every single week. Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what the Cowboys do with him after the bye. He got hit a ton in this game, and it really didn't phase him all that much. I was very impressed with Prescott. What did you see from him in this game? Yeah, and I, I think you know again, like that kind of y- you want to point towards. I, I think the reason that you look at this negatively is because you you're you're looking at it like in the context of the game itself and i can understand that because it is it's frustrating that in some ways it's fr- it, well in a lot of ways most ways it's insanely frustrating that again it's aaron Rodgers, again it's third and long mm-hmm. again it's uh, you know it's him converting and, and it's like the same song and i i totally understand that part of it i mean of course like when it happened i was 
furious and again it's happening blah 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 but but uh, in the context of like where we are as a as a team like i think that and where dak is especially like if you look at the last you know two games like he's really he's played great like you know i, I think he, he, you know he's had some moments early on when we weren't sure what we were seeing out of dak and we weren't sure if we were getting the same player uh uh, or I mean, I think there was some rumblings as to whether we were getting the same player that we, you know, we ended the season with last year. Um, and I think that that, you know, especially this last game could kind of put that to bed. I, I will say that, you know, I, I think that if you look at it on paper, um, and this isn't a slight against Dak, I think that, the, that this, you know, this rings true to what you what you believe, too. I think if you look at it on paper, absolutely, Dak had a better day, and I think that as far I think they that Aaron and Dak had equal days without a doubt, and and the reason I would I would say that is because the hidden yardage that Aaron Rodgers provided for the for his team in in the run game, like look, Aaron Jones doesn't have 19 carries for 125 yards against our defense. If Aaron Rodgers isn't playing quarterback, like let's let's be very clear, that's true. because that the whole thing, and that's why I, I, and we can get into this a little bit later, but that's why I think a lot of this this concern and hand wringing that's going on over the defense and and how much uh, uh, running rushing yards it gave up. There were certainly moments where there were breakdowns, absolutely, and I and that's without that's undisputed without a doubt. But I I think the the whole idea of being concerned about how much rushing yard yardage they gave up is minor because I think ultimately at the end of the day the Cowboys made a conscious effort to not have to stop the run they were just like look we're we'll let you run we're, we're not getting out of pass protection so that Aaron Rodgers can kill us in play action or kill us you know with 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 the decision we'll stay in nickel and you guys can run on us and we'll you know see if our 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 lack of linebackers and 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 you know if our up front can can rush the passer and tackle the guy, and if they can't, that's fine. We'll let Aaron Jones beat us. But they didn't want; they weren't going to let Aaron Rodgers just completely light them up all day. And 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 you know, to the credit, it's what kept them in the game towards the end. I mean, like it wasn't a. It's one of those we're we're chopping off the arm to save the body sort of defenses, and, and I guess it has been don't break, but. I think that ultimately that's where I feel like the difference may have been between these two players is that Dak looked amazing and 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 provided a, a lot a lot of different areas. Aaron, I think, almost c- completely provided of himself in order to provide for that that run game, and I think that that's where his contribution to what he did for his team may have been not as easily seen. I hate it. I know. Like, it's, I, it's, I mean, he's so <laughs> he's so good, man. and it's insanely frustrating to watch. Uh, and 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 look, I mean, it it was it was insanely frustrating to watch in game because when they're running the ball, I'm sitting there going, I know why they're doing this, but I hate watching this. I hate watching this because. But mm-hmm. I knew the alternative was worse. The alternative was that Aaron Rodgers was going to carve us up if we tried to, you know, give him the option to run or pass. If you know, if if we if they became, you know, we gave them the option of, of a regular base defense, he would have eaten it up even worse. So, you know, it's just pick your poison with a guy like this. I mean, this is what happens when you face a Hall of Fame quarterback. Is you have to, you know deal with dire consequences all right let's pause for a second to talk about my bookie when you're where you're betting is just as important as who you are betting on 
That's why I always tell people to go to mybookie.ag. MyBookie has been in the business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, so off the bat, you're making money for doing absolutely nothing, and they have the fastest payouts, just two business days. Uh, I would only recommend a service that has been good to me. That's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to MyBookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the grow a breeze. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit up to a with up to a 100% bonus. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Let's talk about the Cowboys' rushing attack. The Cowboys had 35 carries for 163 yards, averaged 4.7 yards a carry. Uh, it was tough, though, for Zeke. Zeke had 29 carries for 116 yards. Uh, just averaged four yards a carry. I don't think he's had a single game this year when he's at, where he's averaged over five a carry. Um, last year, he finished the year averaging over five yards per carry. What did you see from the Cowboys' rushing attack? Do you think it's improving uh, since the beginning of the season? Are there things we need to be concerned about going forward? Give me some of your overall thoughts about the Cowboys' rushing game in this no, one. No, I mean, I, I, look, I mean, it's uh, admittedly, I haven't seen the, the end zone copy of the coach's tape yet, so... It's tough to talk about the run game without doing that, but I will say that it feels like, like it feels that is how the game is supposed to feel for us offensively. I think you know, like that felt. I think even watching the other games, like they didn't feel rhythmically right for the Cowboys. The Cowboys, that's how they want to play. Like if you look even at the stat lines and everything, like. That's how the Cowboys play to win. You know, like they spread the ball around. Uh, they have efficient targeting. They're not trying to force the ball to anybody, um, and and that balance also provide you know provides itself in the passing game. You know, and and, and um, I mean, and sorry, in, in the running game. So the ability to uh, you know not just impose their will, but also take advantage of uh, passing opportunities to uh, actually let the pass provide for the run a little bit as well. Um, but I, I think that, yeah, it was tough sledding definite, definitely at, at certain different points. Um, I, I, I would be interested to see. It felt like there was a lot less negative runs than there had been at times. Um, and I think that – and mm-hmm. a lot fewer uh, two-yard or less runs, I would say. So I, I do feel like, yes, he, he's still not like averaging what he was last year. Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that there's a concerted effort to stop him, obviously, that there may have not been fully last year. Uh, and I think that the other part of it is that, um, you know, he may not, he doesn't see, he's not getting as many of the big runs, but he's getting the, but he's, it's, it's okay in a game like that because he was, he wasn't getting a lot of negative runs, which is really what is important. And then at the end of the game, like, it's just too bad that they couldn't finish. I, I really felt like if they could have found a way to kill the clock at the end, and I understand the argument. And I'm not going to go back and say that Dak should have taken a knee on the one or anything, but if they had found a way to kill the clock at the end, like, I really felt like the Cowboys probably could have won uh, in the overtime because their de- the, the Packers' defense was washed. And, 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 yeah, seventeen plays in that. And last they drive. were just exhausted, and and I feel like they could have taken the opportunity to finish the game uh, in overtime if they had just, you know, held them. But uh, I, I I do feel like that is how that running game is probably supposed to play out. Maybe a little bit better average in the future, but 
honestly, I think that that was that that's pretty much how we should expect it to be. Yeah, so there's one thing that I think needs to happen on the Cowboys' offense and in order just to improve the overall offense, but also to improve the running game. And that's I, they got to make a change on this outside receiver with Terrence Williams because a few different things. I'm, we're going to jump right into it because I want to kind of go off on Williams for a oh second. Oh, boy. Here we go. Well, here, first of all, I think the Cowboys need to – Realize that I that Terrence Williams is probably never going to be a great fit with uh, Dak Prescott. Prescott does not have the same anticipation uh, that Tony Romo had, and Terrence Williams does not create a ton of separation. So you really have to you got to be so accurate with Terrence Williams. You got to put the ball on his chest every single time for him to be a a an effective receiver. Uh, you saw it yesterday; the ball was just outside of. Williams' chest, and it clanked off his hands, and that's the difference in the game. I mean, literally, that was the biggest changing point in this game was that quick turnover. Um, and this is something that it's a problem with Williams. He just he doesn't have a big catch radius. He doesn't provide much down the field. Even his blocking has fell off, fell off the last couple of games. And it's pretty clear to me that Prescott likes throwing the ball to Bryce Butler. I think this is like the fourth game in a row where Bryce Butler's made a big play down the field. I think they need that guy in the outside opposite of Bryant that can stretch the field and can make plays above his head and down the field if the Cowboys can find a more consistent guy on the opposite side of Dez. I don't think you'll see these linebackers and safeties cheating up on every single first down if they can continue to hit these big plays down the field. <laughs> I, I know people like Terrence Williams, and I know the front office likes him, and I know the coaching staff does. But at some point, you have to look at it like, Butler's been a better player so far this year. Why not give him a few more opportunities with the, uh, you know, with your base offense to see what he can prove? Do you kind of agree with that assessment that maybe Butler is a better fit with Prescott, or are you, or are you not concerned about Terrence Williams in the slightest? Again with the false choices here. I love this. I love it, Marcus. I love it. It can't. It can only be one or the other. Um, okay. No, no. Well, I, 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 tell me what do you think I, about I, Williams? I'm, I'm between. I'm. I am in the middle of those two because, I, and I'm not riding the fence because I'm probably. I, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Because I, I am. I am probably <laughs> more on the side of not being concerned about Terrence Williams. Here's what I will say: where I agree with you, though, I do agree that I think it's time to let. Uh, Bryce Butler get more snaps um, because I think that I, I think that he has shown to be um, and look you can say what you want you can say what you want about uh, about Terrence Williams and, and reliability but I mean just as, as in a raw you know target versus reception world he he he's he's turned over as much he's I mean, not turnover. That's probably a bad choice of words when I'm making this argument. That's a really, really uh, but bad he's, one. But he's, he's, ter- he's converted more of his targets than I, I think all the other receivers, you know, say. But at the same time, he's, get, he's getting totally different coverage than the other no, receivers. No, he is. Getting... no, you're right. And, 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 yeah. and, and I, but I think also at the same time, if you want to go that route <laughs> and see again, uh, you know, Bryce Butler, when, when, he, when, he's, when he's getting his big plays, he's not getting them like – in route and running the route correctly and getting open and catching the ball. That's not what's happening. Like he's 
breaking free and, and, and it's Sandlot football. And, and I'm not saying that there's not a place for that because Laurent Robinson was sorely missed. And, I was just no, no, no. And, and listen, yep. I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that that doesn't have value. I think it does have value. Um, but I, I think that the, what you're calling for – here's what I think. I think what you're calling for is necessary. And I think that this team – Desperate, you know. It's funny. Everyone's talking about like looking in the first round for a wide receiver next year. Everyone's already, of course, uh, overreaction Monday. Everyone's already already talking about the draft. You don't need a first it's, round it's, receiver. It's, There's not enough targets well, to go around. First of all, here's the thing. Here, no, but, but beyond all that, beyond all that, first of all, it's ridiculous to be talking about the draft. So let's just go ahead and go there. Second of all. Well, it's never too early to talk it's about. It's ridiculous the draft. to talk That's about team specific st- needs for the draft. It is. That's yes. true. I'll give okay. you that one. Second of all. The Cowboys don't need the first-round receiver type. What the Cowboys need is a technician. The Cowboys need a guy who is going to be able to separate and get open on his own and catch the ball. It is going to be where he needs to be all the time, but but do it on the outside and be able to beat man, uh, one-on-one coverage without having to be flashy. Like, we don't need... We don't need a guy. They need a golden tape. Yes, yes. They really golden need a guy Tate like would, golden tape. I hate golden tape, but golden tape would be perfect in this offense because yes. he could he could make plays on his own if he's provided one-on-one coverage. He's going to he's going to beat his guys with route running. He's going to be where Dak needs him to be. Uh, look, I don't want to get into a whole thing with this. I I'm not as down on Terrence Williams as you are. I, I, I think he's actually I mean he's he's already played injured pretty well and at times when nobody else in the offense was functioning Terrence Williams was functioning despite being injured but I definitely agree with you that the, the, one of the problems that is happening with it, with these set of receivers with Dak that didn't happen with Romo is because of Romo's ability to throw with anticipation whereas Dak is is not that guy yeah. and that's 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 not a problem. That's just how they play, you know. And I, and I, right. I mean, I think in some ways it's a problem, but I think in some ways, other ways that Romo played that Dak does, you know, doesn't do are also problems. I think you know it's just about who these guys are. I think because of that, because Dak is more of a see it, throw it guy, I think he needs guys who are going to show him open bodies more often. And I and I mm-hmm. think that that is where. You know, Dez doesn't really provide that for him. Dez provides other things for him. But what he desperately needs, because Dez is who he is, and we still need Dez, is he needs a, a, a guy on the other side who will show him an open body, who will be getting open on route with using route running, who will be beating uh, single man coverage consistently in order to you know get open and catch the ball. I think that you know, I think the problem is is that you can get you can. Take away Dez with good one-on-one coverage, elite one-on-one corners, and then double uh, uh, Witten and, and Beasley, and then you call it a day for the passing game, basically. And that's that can't happen anymore. Right, and here's the thing. I, I've always been a Terrence Williams supporter in this offense because at the end of the year, this that second receiver is only going to catch somewhere between 35 and 60 balls. There's just not a lot of opportunities for that guy. However... When you call upon that receiver to make plays, you can't have these killer penalties and uh, drops. And it just seems like over the last two years, Williams hasn't made as many big plays with Prescott as he has with Romo. I just think it's time to kind of acknowledge that he's probably just not a great fit with Prescott. Is he, does he need to be cut? Absolutely not. But I think Butler does deserve some more snaps as that second outside receiver. 
Let's jump into the defense because there is a whole lot of bad on the Cowboys side of the ball on defense. But before we do that, let's talk about the return of David Irving. Um, yeah, I think this guy's ready to play. What do you think? In, in his first game back, two sacks. Uh, they lined him up inside as a nose tackle on a lot of their Deacon defenses uh, packages. Yeah, I think they found their their bookend next to to Marcus Lawrence. Those two guys were phenomenal. Uh, those are the, really the only bright spots of their defense with maybe Jordan Lewis. But what did you see from David Irving in his first game back from the suspension? Well, I'm, I'm wondering if he's going to have to start at nose tackle when he gets back. I mean, at this point, like, I, I you know, you don't know what the – might. Don't know what, well, that's why, that's why he's so great, though, is because he has that versatility I, yeah. to play nose tackle if you need I mean, to. obviously he was I, – I felt more confident than, I'm, I guess, most that, that – I mean, or at least some people that that he was going to be able to come in and affect the the game right away. I mean, because of his you know physicality, who he was. You know, I think there were some people who, um, you know, it's funny. Like you heard people like Nick Eatman talking about like, oh, he doesn't look like he's ready to play. Or he looks you know kind of fat. And then like you heard other people that were like, <laughs> yeah, the dude looks like a monster. Like he's like he's been working out. And you know, we you know I. I, t- I tweet back and forth with his agent sometimes and uh you know he was talking about how you've been working out the entire off season you know and, and and I think this has been reported a lot in dallascowboys.com but you know that he was doing working at Michael Johnson and you know working out in his pads mm-hmm. so I mean I I wasn't surprised when he came in and was able to do some things right away I mean he's a freak of nature and and, and I think this is also again going back to what I was talking about you finally now have got your kind of full uh arsenal as of pass rushers so now you get to see what you have really in the defense i mean like i don't i mean i and i think that irving just by his performance in that game showed you like that he's noteworthy a noteworthy loss <laughs> you know that 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 they, this team has not had for four games so uh i you know i think that i think it's going to be interesting to see exactly what his addition uh, will do uh, with the trickle down effect of the pass rushers and the defensive line. Yeah, shout out to Lewis, by the way. He's a yeah, real great guy. Really great uh, guy. All right, so I thought their defensive line played fantastic. They, they were almost the entire reason they won that game because they got pressure on Rodgers pretty frequently in that game. Uh, but once again, their linebackers killed them. It, it's not just Jalen Smith. I know a lot of people are criticizing Jalen Smith. I am one of those. Anthony Hitchens did not look healthy. I didn't think Justin Durant played all that well. Uh, what did you see from the linebackers? It, are you concerned about them going forward? Do you think it's once they get Sean Lee back, everything will be back to normal? I think Sean, once Sean Lee gets back, it'll help a lot, uh, obviously. I think uh, I think that – I mean, I kind of – I kind of try to, to tell everyone about Hitchens. Like, you know, it's he he played, he made some great plays. He's good. He's just not healthy, though. He's just not well, healthy. Well, that, and he was still doing the same thing, man. Like, like I, you know, like, I mean, I think the problem everyone, you know, everyone wants to get on Jalen for is, was getting off blocks. But I mean, you, I know you saw it too. Hitchens was putting his shoulder into guards and centers trying to get off the blocks. Like, what is he doing, man? Like, you know, like, it's the same thing. He looks like a guy who hasn't played in <laughs> he, two months. He looks like a guy who played last week and did the same thing, and he's been doing the same thing his entire career, <laughs> Marcus. Like, that's my point, is that uh, 
I think that Hitchens is is a better will. I, as much as he got, got bigger, oh, yeah. and as much yeah. as he you know performed at training camp, he he didn't get longer arms or learn how to use his hands that much better. The problems with disengaging are still there. So the issues happen, and I agree that the, the I think he probably would have played some of the outside stuff a little bit better had he been healthy. And and obviously, I, I still think he played not bad at all. He made some he made some big plays, but him and Durant again get pulled inside, uh, you know, lost contain, and uh, and 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 you know, I think that at times their line slants and and their pirate stunts and that sort of thing worked against them because guys just weren't able to get where they needed to go and 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 again the cowboys were not committed to uh uh doing anything schematically to stop the run they i mean just from what i saw they were leaving it up to their linebackers and their defensive line to say hey guys you got to take care of this while you're taking care of everything else and and you know i think we basically saw the results of that is that everyone was tired by the end of the game and um I think that the, that you know, trying to chase trying to chase a, a kid who's a rookie who's got fresh legs and trying to earn a starting spot, uh, in and 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 you're concerned about a hall, the Hall of Fame guy who's may or may not be handing the ball off to him. I think it just it it was a situation where it it, it put the linebackers in in terrible spot in the first place, and then on top of that, they didn't play great either. All right, we have just a minute left. Let's kind of take a, a a long look at the Cowboys' defense real quick. I know a lot of people, including Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones, are saying that they're excited with what they have at defense because they've got so many young pieces. And but by the end of the season, you know they'll be at a much different level. And I I actually believe them to a degree. I think you're going to see a much different defense in December than you see now in October. My worry is that this defense is going to be so bad in the next couple of weeks that by the time you get to December, you're not even going to be in playoff contention. Do you think they can kind of quicken up some of that learning process and be able to be competent coming out of the bye so that they can get on a little roll? Or do you kind of think it's going to be a longer process and it might not look ready until 2018? Oh, yeah. I feel – look, I mean <clears> – <throat> And again, this is the difference between you and I, probably. But I feel really confident about where the defense is going, like, and 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 their speed that they can get there. Like I know that I know that what happened on paper looks terrible. But but let's let's take a step back at what happened. Like you know, Xavier Woods, Jordan Lewis, and Awuzie all miss you know all different portions of of training camp whatever you know jordan lewis didn't i think have a real padded practice the entire time if i'm not mistaken um nope he had, he had 10 about 10 minutes of one dude, practice and th- out. both of those guys are already playing at like starter levels of course they're having some learning curves and i understand that jordan lewis gave up the game-winning touchdown but he also denied He's he, he also denied the game winning touchdown the play before and mm-hmm. had played I mean overall look I don't I did I have a rewatch the game I'm going all from memory but everything I saw of him he played pretty great from what I saw He's their best and, corner and, and, and I I don't even think it's debatable and, and, right now I think he's by far and, the best and corner And maybe your third best corner is a safety that you drafted in the 6th round you know so like I I mean I think that they have all the pieces they've started to figure out where they're going they started to get some of the other important pieces back too, which is imp- which is a huge thing, 
And then on top of that, like, I, I think that they started to kind of figure out where everyone's going. They, they're, now everyone is available to them that is healthy. They're going to get a week to re- regroup and figure out, you know, okay, this is where this person goes. Finally get assembled with some, you know, tape and knowledge of exactly who these guys are and what they do on the field. Yeah, I th- I feel confident that they're going to be able to get that they're going to be able to turn around and that it's going to get better quickly because these guys are learning and growing on the run. Like in and, and it's and and I think that it's going to flip around sooner rather than later because I think that like I said, the trickle down effect of having of continually adding pass rushers these last two weeks who are probably going to take this bye week to really kind of get these legs under underneath them within Moore and Irving. Uh, I think it's going to have a trickle-down effect on the pass rush, which is then eventually is going to have an effect on the back end. You add Sean Lee back in there, you know, I I I I feel good about where it's going to go. Do I think it's going to turn around at time to to quote unquote save the season? I mean, I think that's a difficult equation to to say because I don't know, I don't even know who's going to play next week. I mean, that's this this season is so unpredictable. Mm. And it's and it's maybe even more so that really it's about attrition and about surviving what's happening to you in the season. And right now, as far as that goes, I feel like the Cowboys are doing okay. Knock on wood. I, you know, if you look around the league, things are going poorly for a lot of different teams. And as bad as it may seem, the sky is not falling on, even on this season for the for these guys. It's not as bad as it may seem. I just think this is an 8-8 eight and eight team. Uh, it's kind of what I feel this year. And Their schedule is really t- difficult. They've already dropped a couple games that they probably shouldn't dr- have dropped. But we'll but see. But you thought I they mean, were an 8-8 eight eight team going in. So I get at this point, like no, you, you didn't feel like – you felt like they were an 8-8 eight eight team. You talked about it. So my, I guess my point is, is that, that we've gotten a little bit of information. And I don't know that we've gotten all, uh, un- totally enough to get it. You know, if Parcells would tell you that we need to wait till Thanksgiving to make a call on this, and I, I agree. I, I still don't feel comfortable guessing a record. I think that it's kind of foolhardy, just because the the, the feel of the entire season and who's good and who's bad changes week to week in the NFL nowadays. I mean, just watch more than one game. Just watch more than just the Cowboys game, and you'll you'll get that. I, I think at this point... Yeah, watch the Steelers. Yeah, well, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, exactly, right? I mean, I mean, just... Heck, even this year, you can go watch the Patriots. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, so, yeah. I, I think really what it... Or even Green Bay. What it's about... Is about surviving and and about getting better as the season goes on. Right now, their record isn't where they want it to be, but they are surviving, and I think the arrow is pointing up. They're getting better. Our questions are not whether they're getting better or not. Our question is, will they get better fast enough? And and right now, that I don't think anyone has that answer. All right, that's it for today's show. This edition of the Lockdown Cowboys podcast was brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Get into all the action with MyBookie, where they'll match your deposit with an up to 100% bonus. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Hit us up with a five-star review. Leave a review and your Twitter handle, and you'll be eligible to win a free Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. We'll be back on Wednesday to discuss some of our initial impressions of the All-22 tape. We'll talk about the offense. We've got some cool things planned for the bye week, so... Make sure you uh, come right back here on Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.
Is Democracy in Danger or Decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.